For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations thank you so much for joining us again today we're going to be talking about love baby we're going to be talking about love and it's going to get it's going to get real it's going to get deep it's going to get interesting so briefly right now we're going through a transit that's very powerful we have venus in the sign of plant venus in the sign of scorpio so we're going to talk about what that means a little bit later on in the show but if you've been feeling a little bit heavy and you know reconsidering relationships and your value systems and relationships if you're getting what you need uh, out of your relationships that could be the reason why but so just to like continue the conversation Love for me is obviously very important. Cultivating and sustaining healthy relationships is one of the most important things in my life. Um, I did mention this in my Facebook Live uh, shortly, like 20 minutes ago. Uh, I came across this Instagram post a few weeks ago, and it was pretty interesting. Um, apparently, this organization has done scientific studies over the course of, I think, a good period of time. And their findings uh, for this study w- was pretty was pretty awesome. So they were trying to figure out what it is that actually makes people happy in life. And so, you know, we're living in this 3D matrix reality. We're being programmed uh, subconsciously every day to want to go after the expensive clothes and the social status and always wanting to look a certain way so we can get things that we want out of people or just, I don't know whatever the heck people think and that what's going on in their head. But um, like essentially we're not, we're not really being um, told, you know, the value of relationships and what have, how that impacts our happiness. So this scientific study actually discovered that the happiness that we get in our lives actually comes from our relationships. It doesn't come from all these material possessions. It doesn't come from how much jewelry we own or if we have an iPhone X. Yes, I just said it. You're not going to get more love if you have an iPhone X. All right. You're not going to get more love if you have an iPad. You're not going to get more love if you have an iMac. You're not going to get more love if you're driving a Tesla. Tesla, I love you. Trust me. I so love your electric cars. You're not going to get more love if you have more money, you have more friends, or whatever the hell it is. 
you're going to have more love and more happiness in your life if you have healthy relationships. So in astrology, the gift that we get through this ancient wisdom that our ancestors used for thousands of years is understanding where our Venus uh, placement is in our astrology chart. Where Venus is placed in your chart helps you to understand how you like to give and receive love and how this energy is expressed. So today on my show, I'm welcoming back Dasha from last week. We had an amazing conversation about relationships. And so thank you so much, Dasha, for coming back and joining us. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah, so like, let's start, let's start off with, with Aries. What does Venus in the sign of Aries feel like for people? Yeah, we're going to go right in into the Venus in the signs. So the first sign is Aries, and of course... It's a, the youngest sign, you would say. You know, it, it has very direct reactions to people. Uh, so Venus and Aries would need like a lot of socialization and they're quite demanding. They want to be the leader in a relationship. So this kind of Venus is very passionate in pursuit uh, and their passions are easily aroused, you know. So they can get uh, interested in someone and probably chase them quite directly. Hmm. Yeah, they are go-getters, so they will always go after what they want quite directly, and most people will know when they like someone. <laughs> the only thing is, is that for them, the main key is to keep things interesting, keep the Venus in Aries interested, because they love the thrill of the chase. Sometimes it seems like it's more important than <laughs> actually catching a partner, right? So what they're interested in is to keep that excitement and the fire going, you know? They need somebody that will... Keep them uh, moving. So maybe they'll be good with uh, Venus in an air sign or just uh, another fellow Venus in fire sign, you know, so they can continue uh, uplifting each other and going on adventures and keeping everything nice and spicy. <laughs> so what do you think is like the shadow side of having Venus in Aries? Uh, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, I would say that sometimes they might come across as dominating and a little bit like egotistical. Mm. Right. Just because uh, they're quite assertive. So but there's a nice uh, thing to learn from Venus and Libra, their opposite sign is, is good to learn to be a bit more balanced. So instead of being so reckless and impulsive, you know, uh, maybe they'll also enjoy a partner that eventually provides a little bit of grounding for them. So if that partner has a little bit of even earth or in their own natal chart, you know, then they could kind of ground all these like goal chasing and all the excitement that the Venus in Aries brings. You know, so I would say restlessness, impatience, just being a little bit selfish, you know. Uh -huh. But I think with maturity, especially as after a certain age, you know, I think uh, after people have their Saturn return or just in general, after a certain age, it kind of gets better. And they're able to channel all that fire into more like work projects and traveling the world and things like that so okay and then just to give people a quick disclaimer here i should have probably said this before but our venus sign can get altered by other aspects in our astrology chart so please take what we're saying with a grain of salt it's general for each sign to get more of a of a i guess in-depth view of what's going on with love in your life or what energetic patterns you're in please feel free to contact Dasha or myself after the show and we can take a look at your chart. So um, continuing on, we're going to go into Venus in Taurus, the bull. Yes, uh, Venus in Taurus is a different type of bull. <laughs> 
you know, the, <laughs> even the horns, even the horns are slightly bent back, you know, whereas in Venus and Aries, you know, the horns are <laughs> right out there for everyone to see. So what I mean by that is that they're much more, um, well, Venus and Aries, uh, Taurus, sorry, is much more steady and much more stable and grounded energy, you know, and they love a partner that, ha- that showers them with affection and someone that could really offer them like a stable home, you know, stable environment to be in. And they're very sensual, you know, so that you're going to see. Yeah, because Venus uh, is comfortable in Taurus. You know, Venus is the planet of harmony, beauty, decor, and uh, sensuality. So what you'll see is like their love of like beautiful clothing, really, you know, focusing on the textures and fabrics of clothing. And uh, in their relationships, you'll see them wanting to give you a massage and like, going through maybe ordering like a spa ticket, you know, and just enjoying all the comforts of life. You know, comfort is quite important for them. And they're not the types to like go and work at a construction site usually, you know. You'll you'll find them in careers where they're just, uh, you know, like blending in <laughs> smoothly with the environment. And mm-hmm. yeah. Like I've had experiences with this Venus in Taurus energy and from what I've experienced they love cuddling they love food oh my goodness like yes. if you cook them an amazing meal they will roll over and do anything <laughs> you ask <laughs> like they just love food um and they like to get naked they oh, like yeah. to take their clothes off like they, yes. they feel more the most comfortable with the least amount of clothes Yes, that's because, you know, they're quite sensual. I think they just want to feel that air (laughs) all over their skin and like really just feel comfortable in their own skin most of the time, right? Uh, Unless they have, you know, weight problems. But most of them are pretty good about keeping their figure, you know, nice and feminine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the women have usually feminine silhouettes and, you know, the men will just have really nice torsos and neck structure. So... That's prob- actually one of their favorite areas in the that, body. That all the, sounds the very yummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing also I've 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 experienced on my journey uh, is is their skin. Mm-hmm. I've known a few people that have not just Venus placements, but a couple other planetary placements in Taurus, and mm-hmm. I've just seen this pattern where they just have beautiful skin. They can pull an all nighter and still look amazing the next day. It's true. And like I have stays so soft, like forever. Mm-hmm. Like I have a girlfriend that's a son in Taurus, and uh, we all went to her bachelorette party. You know, everybody's dancing, and I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> your skin is like a peach. You know, it's just really soft. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's true. Uh, so so the you love, side, you love to play with soft skin. Get yourself a Venus in Taurus. <laughs> yeah, just play with. It. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and let's go to the dark side of Venus and Taurus. Uh, so the dark side is that, you know, they can be a little bit lazy or hoping that somebody else will take on some of the dirty work, you know, somebody else will finish those details or the things that they want to like really stress over. Uh, Mm -hmm. so they need a bit of a, also self-control when it comes to self-indulgence, right? So if they're all about food and sensuality, but they need to have... Like a little bit of a break, you know, not to overdo that part. And I feel like uh, definitely, like, I don't know, I think you mentioned this, but yeah, this, there's this air of stubbornness. Mm-hmm. They yes. do not like to be pushed. They don't like to be pressured. Like they will only do things when they damn well decide to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think timing is very important for Taurus. Like they need to feel like it's time to do something and 
Yeah, they're like immovable objects, you know, when it comes to uh, convincing them to do anything. They're like, you know, those bulls in the manor that just, uh, they won't move unless you... I don't even think Aries can move them. Yeah, that's why they clash with Aries. So it's very interesting. Um, and they also need to watch out for being very possessive with their partner, jealous yes. and possessive. That's another it, key thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they're squaring the sign of Scorpio, right? So they're actually not not too far away from like being like a Scorpio when it, when it comes to like possessiveness, jealousy. And things like that. Yeah. So, cause they really like to uh, make sure the partner is like sort of their property. You know, they, they consider their partner as another piece of like property. Yeah. I feel uh, like, I feel like Taurus energy is similar to Cancer in, a w- in the way that they like to have to develop security. Yes. With security wise, yeah, it's quite similar. They both have that like need to feel stability, to know where they're at, like, you know, they're the types that will uh, sign the, the prenup and sign all the papers, you know, before they get married so that they know exactly the deal they're getting, you know, similar to even Capricorn, but in in more of a Taurus kind of sensual, you know, kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so, again, like if you if you've uh, gone to one of these websites to calculate your Venus sign, maybe you've done this for your partner and you mm-hmm. discover, you know, they have Venus and Taurus. Now, you know, if you want to please your partner, cook them some amazing food, give them nice cuddles and touches, you know, and just be very sensual and gentle. And that might help you to, like, cultivate more affection and love in your relationship. Very true. <laughs> So moving on, Venus in the sign of Gemini, the twins. Yes, and this is a Venus in an air sign, you know. So air signs are notorious for being in touch with everything, always being uh, updated about the latest world news, global news. You know, they probably have like four different uh, gadgets all going off at the same time. You know, so this Venus has very specific needs, you know, when it comes to romance. They, they don't only want the romance and attraction, but, but a big part of it has to be uh, the partner's sense of humor, uh, their intellectual skills, and communication skills. Sometimes, you know, these skills are even more important than, like, a partner's physical appearance, you know? It's definitely all about rapport and meeting of the minds. So they need somebody that's like on Twitter, on Facebook, that has like an active social network, someone who has an opinion about the world, you know, someone that uh, maybe reads facts that not a lot of people know about, you know, like little facts that they can uh, throw, you know, between each other because they're kind of like walking encyclopedias, you know, so they keep gathering more and more interesting facts. Uh, but not so much in the way that Virgo might use facts, you know, because Virgo is also a mental sign, but Virgo uses it for a purpose, like, you know, some kind of practical life application. Mm-hmm. While Venus and Gemini, sometimes they just do it for the hell of it, you know, just for fun. Yeah, like, Venus uh, and Gemini, Gemini energy, they're just, re- mm-hmm. it's a really curious sign. Yeah. They're yeah, curious about the whole world. <laughs> they're even quite curious, like, about other people. So you, sometimes even when they are, in a relationship, they need to stay stimulated, like in on you know intellectual level, because if not, you know sometimes Venus and Gemini, if they get bored, uh, they have a bit of a you know flirty kind of roving eye, right? And if they're not getting that stimulation with the partner, they might even you know like quietly sneak away to like 
have social stimulation with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also very against uh, partners who are too controlling or possessive. You know, they need to have this feeling that they have options and they need to have a bit of a best friend, you know, as their partner. And it's, it, again, it's similar to the energy of Sagittarius. They all, they are opposite signs. So they tend mm-hmm. to kind of react similarly in, cer- in certain situations. And I find that even with Sagittarius energy, it's very mm-hmm. similar to Gemini's in that they need space. They don't yeah. like to be too buckled down in any situation. They need space to roam and to move and to grow. And if they can't get that, then they just kind of disappear out of your life. <laughs> yeah, very similar. I've met a few, quite a few Venus and Sagittarius. And it's the same idea of uh, uh, feeling like you have options, you know, feeling like every day is a bit of an adventure. Uh, if for Sagittarius, it's a bit more outdoorsy, right? Like travel and uh, actually moving around the world and going to different parties for Venus and Gemini, it happens more in the mind. So they can actually be okay living in the same place, you know, being at home, but, but they, they just need their mind to be like stimulated. But actually they're quite lucky because, you know, we live in the age of Google and like informations everywhere. So it's quite comfortable now for them to have, you know, social networks, maybe even online, right. Without the need to like, move around as much as uh, Sagittarius, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I've experienced uh, a, a, a boyfriend in my past who had this Venus in Gemini energy. And I mean, there's other aspects in his chart that made that energy even more exacerbated and more intense. But there could I find that there could be a lot of scattered thinking going mm-hmm. on. And I mean, that's typical of Gemini. I should know. I have a Gemini moon. <laughs> Yes, all you people out there, you're probably going to want to go start investigating my chart. <laughs> I just gave you a little a little tidbit. Um, so, yeah, so what are your ideas about, again, the shadow side of Gemini? Well, like you mentioned, the, the fact that the opinions might be a bit scattered, I think it's just that this is such an um, all-inclusive, you know, Venus that uh, knows there's a lot of truths and knows there's many po- different points of view in the world, you know? Uh, so as they collect these different points of views, it's almost like their opinions keep changing because they keep refining, you know, their ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like an it's like an ever growing process. What might look like being scatterbrained to other people from the outside, right? In reality, I think uh, they just keep adding like more new facts and kind of refining uh, what they already know. But I think the shadow part, uh, briefly, is that. They're a bit afraid of like the obligations, the serious obligations that a relationship asks for, you know, the routine or like the daily grind. You know, they, they much prefer that fun and exciting kind of, you know, fresh love feeling. But when it comes to like the grind and the serious obligations, they might be a bit afraid of things like permanent commitment, things like that, you know. Uh, also, because they, they live so much in their head, uh, they might have a little bit of lack with, with like getting in touch with their more grounded sensual side, you know? Yes. So, yeah. So many uh, of them might uh, put less emphasis on the bedroom, maybe a little bit less emphasis on physical connecting and scale, you know, the scale tips more towards like intellectual stimulation. Yes. You know? So again, if you're someone out there who has a partner who has their Venus in the sign of Gemini, you're going to know from listening to this show that they're going to need to have communication of some kind 
more constant communication, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to need that intellectual stimula- stimulation. And I think that an in- interesting thing, too, is that they say that, you know, sex happens uh, for the most part in the mind. That's mm-hmm. even more so for Gemini people, I think. If they're not being turned on, like you said earlier, intellectually, I feel like mm-hmm. there just won't be that much interest there. So if you have a partner with their Venus and Gemini and you're finding that you're just not that steaminess, that passion just isn't there, this mm-hmm. could be, you know, one of those reasons. Maybe you need to pick up a newspaper or go read some articles and then ask them questions. I think people who have planets in Gemini, they love to be asked questions and they love to be given the opportunity to like kind of regurgitate and get out the knowledge that they've been accumulating throughout their lifetime. Yes. And to add to that, they actually like riddles and puzzles. So I think if a lover keeps them on their toes and almost kind of comes at them from unexpected corners, you know, like gives them a riddle every day and things to solve, then they'll be appreciative and they'll feel like their mind's being uh, kept, you know, fresh and Yeah, young. kept sharp. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So moving on now into like one of my favorite signs, one of my sister signs, because I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Venus in the sign of Cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one I have. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so yes. So I'm very familiar with that because I've been living with myself for quite some time. Uh, so look, uh, Venus and Cancer, these are much more, you know, first of all, it's a water sign, right? So it's much more quiet and sensitive energy. These people are quite sentimental. So you'll find them the types that are, those are, you know, those traditional romantics that will uh, save, you know, the first, a greeting card they've ever received from the lover, right? Or they're just going to be very excited to vacation with someone at the ocean or at the beach, you know, to really like take the time to slowly get to know someone. And it's very big on trust and security. So in a way, before Venus and Cancer can give somebody like a real, real look into their heart, you know, they must have a feeling that, oh, okay, this partner is not going to abandon me. You know, this partner is going to stick around and give me security. So that's Mm -hmm. quite important. Uh, And they're also big on family. So it's not a very promiscuous Venus. You know, it's more of a Venus that will like test you much like a water sign, but a little bit gentler than a Scorpio, you know, than a Venus and Scorpio, a little bit more on the comforting side, you know, so they're equally as manipulative, but funny enough, you know, they'll make a person feel so comfortable and so loved that it's hard to get away. <laughs> at the yeah. End. I've, I've had a, uh, a boyfriend in my past who had his Venus in cancer and mm-hmm. yeah, it was probably like one of the best experiences I've had in terms of relationships. It was, I was very nurtured, very mm-hmm. cared for, very supported, um and and yeah because you know cancer is ruled by the moon you know they have that nurturing energy mm-hmm. and yeah and if you're someone that you know is in need of more of that kind of uh experience then yeah definitely having a partner with venus and cancer is definitely for you um yeah i i totally loved it i can't even describe the <laughs> the experience i had in, in its entirety but it was very positive and but there were some shadow aspects there. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, well, what happens is that because Venus and Cancer um, feels quite deeply and like they really uh, dedicate a lot of themselves into the love affair, right? So uh, 
things can go wrong when they start feeling insecure, you know, when they feel like, ah, maybe the love is threatened. Also, on top of that, because this Venus is, you know, ruled by the moon, Cancer is ruled by the moon, there's like really intense ups and downs with like feelings and emotions. So if that's, you know, if that crab is starting to feel a bit less secure, there could be a lot of manipulative, emotional, well, it could either be dramatic scenes, you know, it depends on the whole chart, but sometimes it's uh, dramatic scenes of emotion just to make sure the partner still cares. Or it could be also infusing a sense of guilt in the other person, you know, oh, you don't spend enough time with me, you don't, um, you know, because they, they're quite homebound, so they need a person that will more or less be around the house, you know, they don't want the partner to be out there in Vegas on a business trip, you know what I mean? They They prefer the partner to have a city kind of routine where they can feel secure so I, I, would say, I would say also another another shadow side to this is like yeah you mentioned the um the moodiness i definitely mm-hmm. experienced that um and i feel like there's also an air of clinginess there two things actually clinginess and then mm-hmm. kind of becoming emotionally shut down and um i feel that sometimes people who have venus and cancer um placements in their chart if they're in a relationship that is not healthy for them, if they don't have, you know, a good relationship with themselves and exercise good boundaries, they may end up staying in a relationship that's not good for them for a long yeah. period of time. Yes, it's true because it's a sign that's so hard for them to let go, especially after like they've built a foundation and they feel like they've, uh, you know, like really got that person into their heart. It's really hard for that sign to. It's true, like cut off and just move on. I think it's also because cancer is a cardinal energy. So they are leaders and they are project starters. So it's almost like they're trying to, um, you know, stay the leader, stay in control of the situation, trying to take on sometimes more than they need to, you know, like trying to kind of uh, control more than they need to, much like a Scorpio sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that balance, yeah, is needed for them to develop, like, their other interests and realize that love is very different. You know, everybody gives love in different ways. So not everybody's going to be as intimate and as clingy as them. So they need to accept that and just take some space, you know, because also space creates fire, you know? That's a very important lesson to learn for a water sign that a little bit of space is like oxygen and oxygen is great for fire basically you know yeah to feed those the passionate fires of the relationship there has to be like a bit of tension and oftentimes after a long-term relationship or marriage uh, some women or some men forget about that and those who are too clingy they might you know become a bit too codependent so it's good to... That's another good point you just brought mm-hmm. up. I find yep. uh, cancer placements in general, mm-hmm. they have this issue with, with co- emotional codependency, which can yeah. be very dangerous. It can be because uh, at some point you have to understand that there's a difference between uh, you know giving healthy love, adult love, and between wanting to be mothered by your partner, right? Because uh, a lot of these Venuses are uh, very attached and connected to their mother. So... Yeah. Oh, my Lord. And let me talk about <laughs> cancer sun males for a quick second. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Goodness. Oh, yes. Like, I've, I've read through so many forums online <laughs> about this issue. And it's it just it's strange. This pattern that popped up yeah. that a lot of women experience that when they had husbands that had their 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 son in cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like they were very clingy with the mother. 
the mother was this forever matriarch that, <laughs> you know, was more important than everything else, even the partner. And yes. I think a lot of wives were very irritated with that energy. <laughs> well, it's true because uh, that's the lesson for cancer is that uh, at some point there you have to leave the nest, leave every, yes. you know, leave the parents behind that, that very strong, you know, bond. Because uh, without that, you can't really focus on your new partner, you know, or you can't make your own independent decisions. So, yeah, it's quite important. Yeah, and you can go forth and make your own nest in your own family, and then you Mm -hmm. expand. (laughs) Yes, Yes, it's a good tip. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, moving into Venus in Leo, the lion. The Leo. Yeah, it's interesting. I have uh, quite a few girlfriends with that Venus in Leo. I actually like that Venus because... It's uh, it's very warm and very dramatic, you know. It shows its passion in like ardent and interesting ways, so it's never boring. Uh, and I like that Venus because uh, they know when to stop. You know what I mean? For example, what I mean by that is they can show love and generosity and be loyal and all that, you know, be affectionate. But much like a Leo, if that doesn't go appreciated or they sense that the partner is losing interest, they can kind of, you know, back away and kind of make you chase them again in that Leo way, you know, where they have to feel important. They have to feel like royalty when they're dating someone. Absolutely. Yeah. And they also don't like when someone's cheap, you know, honestly, like cheap or petty. They would probably not get along with someone who you know, keeps looking at the bill or the the time when they're out on a date, you know, someone. I think you're a hundred percent right about that. Mm -hmm. And again, like, I think people really need to expand their awareness on their love style because a lot of the times the way in which we like to receive love is naturally how we also end up giving it. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, like this Venus and Leo energy, you know, they, if they're very grandiose in love, I find I've had experiences with this energy, like they want to do the whole limousine, you know, expensive dining out events, theatrics, yeah, yeah, theatrics, exactly. (laughs) And and so if you don't return that on some kind of a level, they're not going to feel appreciated, or at least you have to say, you know, thank you, you have to do something in order to like, show that appreciation or else they're going to get very cranky. Yeah, it's true. And, uh, and they want the same, you know, they want a partner they can adore back. They want someone they can be proud of, you know, uh, someone who ha- is going places, probably someone who's like socially popular in like that Leo superstar kind of way, you know, uh, and they kind of like to be the center of attention once in a while. So they'll be the types Let's say the women will be the types to wear a very nice, unique and unusual, you know, glamorous dress to an event, for example. So they're not exactly shy, you know. And I think that, you know, they've been labeled with this term drama queen for a reason. Mm. <laughs> they love to be the, the, center, the center of attention. But yeah, we're going to go on a quick break. When we come back, we're going to explore more of the shadow side of Venus and Leo. So we'll be right back. Awesome. I'll get out of all your boxes I'll get out You can't hold me in these chains I'll get out Father, free me from this bondage Knowing my condition Is the reason I must change You 
resolution is no type of solution preventing me from freedom maintaining your pollution I won't support your lie no more I won't even try no more if I have to die oh Lord that's how I choose to live I won't be compromised no more I can't be victimized no more I just don't sympathize no more cause now I understand you just want to use me you say nothing abuse me you never thought you'd lose me but how quickly we forget that nothing is for certain you thought I'd stay here hurting Guilt trip's just not working Repressing me to death Cause now I'm choosing life, yo I'll take the sacrifice, yo If everything must go, then go That's how I choose to live <laughs> Hey listeners, if you're ready to change your life You've come to the right place my name is Caleb Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind-expanding, and heart-centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast-paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people, new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. All right, and we're back. So for those of you who are tuning in now, this is Caleb Truth. You're now listening to Beyond the Veil on InnerLightRadio.com. So on today's show, we're talking about love through the different Venus signs in astrology. And the gift, again, about discovering your Venus sign in astrology is learning how you like to give and receive love. And so in learning that, hopefully this will help you to cultivate healthier relationships in your lives. So we were just uh, into a conversation before the break about the shadow side of Venus in Leo. So Dasha, like, like, what are you, what is your opinion on that? Uh, I would say that sometimes, um, much like a Leo, you know, Venus and Leo might get struck or like starstruck by a partner without first ex- investigating uh, what that partner deeply is all about. So it's easy for them to fall in love, you know, with outer external uh, status and appearance, right? Uh, so what they need to do is not only be pro- preoccupied with the someone's physical appearance or they are you know, the things they have, like, let's say they're driving a golden Mercedes, you know, like a Venus and Leo might be impressed by that. Uh, but with time, you know, you get to know the real person. So they need to kind of develop their own inner potential. And by that, I mean, you know, not only expecting other people to bring them fame or like bring them prestige, right? But they have to kind of realize that 
while chasing goals, there's going to be a lot of times where you have to do it by yourself and you have to kind of work on your inner potential without any fancy, you know, trimmings, without any sugar coating. So they need to kind of learn how to uh, ground themselves and uh, not only focus on the externals. Yeah, I find, I find that uh, mm -hmm. Venus and Leo, and even sometimes maybe Venus and Libra, which we're going to get to in a few minutes, mm -hmm. I feel like, that, yeah, there could be a lot of superficial energy going on there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from, from what I understand about how this reality works is like, you know, you, you get what you give, you give what you get. So it's like if you're operating in a, a program of energy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, that, mm -hmm. you know, you're looking for a partner that has this and this kind of status and da 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 all this kind of stuff, like... You might find it, but you might not get, still get what you need in that relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, just because a person looks like they have all these things that you're looking for doesn't mean they're going to be healthy for you. And that that can be a little bit dangerous, especially if, you, like you said, they get starstruck and they see googly eyes when they, they look at someone because they have this list checked mm -hmm. off. You know, yeah, it could be it could be a little bit dangerous. We definitely need to move a little bit deeper and, and really look at who the person is. And also yeah. on top of that, I also want to touch on pride issues. I feel that um, uh, naturally it's Leo the Lion, you know, pride is going to be there a little bit. But, you know, there's healthy forms, healthy expressions of pride. And then there's like negative expressions of pride. And I think uh, some of the things I've witnessed with Venus and Leo energy is sometimes they, they're very demanding about having that appreciation all the time. And I feel like that can be a little bit daunting for a partner. It's like it's like sometimes when this uh, Venus and Leo energy, like when it gets imbalanced, it's like it wants to be constantly worshipped sometimes. And I think they have to come to realization that, you know, life isn't just about them. You know, they're they're not on this center stage. You know, you know, they have to come off that at some point and understand that everybody else has their own lives. They, you know, they have their own goals, their own things to do. They can't be praising you 24 <laughs> seven. Yes. And that's uh, it's true. And any relationship is so much about, you know, balancing all these little factors, you know, uh, that's why they can learn from someone like a Libra, because Libra is in a way it's like the air sign Leo, you know, Libra is quite similar, but. It's more refined with Libra because, um, yeah, it never goes into that superficial vanity. Well, it could actually. Libras could also go into external appearances. But I find that most Libras are actually quite good at, you know, balancing things out. So because, you know, they're trying to remain humble. Yes. Uh, so while they have good taste, you know, they're not going to rub it into, into someone's face. You know, so Venus and Leo needs to learn to uh, be less vain and yeah and just to be admired for their inner beauty not just what they're all you know what the external world thinks exactly sure. so now we're gonna be moving into venus in virgo yes uh venus in an earth sign in virgo so this venus uh i would say is uh, quite devoted and a very faithful type of venus that first and foremost they want to be helpful and practical to their partner you know this is someone that is a little bit shy so they'll probably show love uh by doing like acts of service for the partner maybe making them like a gift you know a handmade gift or just being there for them you know spend giving them that time uh to be there with them uh since they're a little bit shy uh with like too much emotion they prefer like that stable partner you know maybe somebody with a capricorn energy or 
Taurus, someone that will uh, give them that security. Uh, and they don't have that much confidence when it comes to their own attractiveness. You know, a lot of them might uh, spend a lot of time perfecting that eyeliner, you know, in the mirror because they think that every detail is important, you know, and they want to make sure they look perfect, which, of course, in real life, you know, perfection is often hard to to really reach. So that's a lesson for this Venus. Yeah, and it can it can become very overbearing. Mm-hmm. And I think like along with this Venus and Virgo, I have like I have a lot of people in my life that have Virgo energy, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, definitely this perfection energy can be very troublesome. They have to learn to just kind of let go of that a little bit and just kind of flow. Like mm-hmm. you can't have everything exactly the way you want to have it all the time. And one yes. one little tip that I also want to give to people: if you have a partner that has their Venus in Virgo, um. And you're not really familiar with that energy. At times, yes, it can get irritating. You know, like it's <laughs> basically the way in which they help people can come across as being overly critical or too analytical. And not everybody's open or game to hearing that 24-7. And so um, mm-hmm. I think Venus and Virgo people have to practice discernment and just you know, ask, are you open to this suggestion? You know, do you, can I, can I offer you this idea? That kind of a thing. If yeah. they're, I feel that if they're constantly just, oh, you know, you should fix this and do that and do like this. And then even though they're correct and that what they're suggesting can help the person improve certain things in their life or whatever, because that's how they like to show their love by helping and assisting. Mm-hmm. They have to learn that it may not be part of their journey all the time your partner's journey all the time to kind of listen to all that. Sometimes they're going to need to get their hands dirty, make a lot of mistakes and screw up mm-hmm. so they can learn and grow. And if you're constantly wanting to do the work for them and help with, help them too much, they won't be able to grow. Yeah, it's true. And also like, uh, I think Virgos and Venus and Virgo are, they're always walking around very critical of themselves, you know, expecting uh, high standards from themselves. And so sometimes they really project that on the partner and, you know, they think everybody around them should be just as perfectionist. But again, as we know, like you said, each Venus style is very different. And for example, someone like with Venus and Pisces might be perfect in their own, you know, in their own intuitive way, right? But it's not going to be as structured as a Venus in Virgo, you know? Absolutely. Also, I find uh, this Venus uh, marries a bit later uh, from what I've seen. It's uh, it's like they delayed marriage just because they're so high standards and they expect that perfect partner, which usually doesn't exist. But it does make them like marry and delay the that part a little bit for later. And Why do you they think feel, that is? Why do you think it? Like, um, what reason would they delay marriage? Is it I just because they're too uh, analytical and critical of their partners, so it takes them time to find the person with this perfect? Yeah, you know, it's almost like uh, some of them <laughs> sit there and create like this Excel spreadsheet, right? Like a list of all the expectations that they want the partner to have. And if something is a bit off, like if you know, let's say, um, I don't know, the partner is too cheap or this and that. They're not used to really, uh, like expe- experiencing a trans, you know, they're probably not comfortable with trying to do too much of the work for the partner. They might, I mean, they, they give you and they serve, but they kind of have a list that they're looking for. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I think that if, if you're a person that has your Venus in Virgo, I hope that, you know, what we just discussed helps you a little bit. But what I would like to, for you, uh, to remember is that, 
you know, all none of our partners are going to be perfect because we're also mm-hmm. not perfect. And so we have to accept the imperfections of our partner and, you know, give them unconditional love and and respect them and, and value other parts of them. You know, if we fixate, because Virgos can do this, we can, we can fixate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Once, oh we, yeah. once once that spider sense goes off and there's <laughs> something, you know, that needs to be fixed, we will fixate on it and, and just become so tunnel vision. And mm-hmm. I think in relationships, this can definitely bring, in, you know, a sense of poison into, into the relationship, a, a sense of heaviness. And I think that even if you notice something about your partner needs to be fixed, maybe to address it uh, consciously in a conversation with the right time at the right time and then mm-hmm. let it go. You know, yeah, and it's almost it. like uh, this Venus would would be uh, good to learn a few tricks from like more charming Venuses. So they could look at Venus in Libra or Venus in Scorpio oh, yeah. to learn how to, you know, you basically get exactly the same results, you know, with the partner. But instead of direct criticism, uh, they need to learn a thing or two about charm and how to use, you know, charm to get what they want. You know, that would make their life just a little bit easier for sure. Mm-hmm. And so if you're tuned in right now and you're wanting to get some deeper insight, you can call in at 310-928-7733. Again, it's 310-928-7733. We'd love to hear from you and we we obviously would love to help. Um, so, uh, yeah, moving on into Venus in Libra. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with that energy because I have a Venus in seventh sign, uh, house, sorry, Venus in seventh house, which is similar to having Venus in Libra. But anyway, this, uh, Libra type of energy is very charming, very diplomatic. You know, they're quite considerate of other people. So they're often found like in careers where, you know, you work with people in a diplomatic kind of way. You know, maybe they are in political science and or they're also, of course, ex- excellent lawyers, I would say. So this Venus uh, likes to please other people, trying not to make too much trouble. You know, they're quite agreeable. Sometimes they even have a hard time saying no to people, you know, because they're so loving that they like saying, yes, I'll go to that party. And yes, so they take on a lot of social, usually a lot of social responsibilities. Um, what else can I say about that? Let me see. I think, uh, Venus in, in Libra, like I've, I've had a few friends that have their Venus in Libra and mm-hmm. aside from how they are in relationship, which is obviously, I think very giving and, and very compromising. Um, obvi- and I, I would see, I mean, we'll get into the shadow side after this. So maybe I'll hold that mm-hmm. thought, but, um, mm-hmm. Venus and Libra, like they're very creative people because, you know, Venus rules the, also the sign of Libra. So I find that. Um, the clothes they choose for themselves, the makeup, mm-hmm. uh, how they put themselves together, um, mm-hmm. is is always like spot on, like amazing, beautiful. And True. then um, in their mm-hmm. in the arts, the way they design their home or their artwork, there's always something that's more refined or just I don't know, just more beautiful, pretty about what they do. Yeah. And um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a gift because like people who have Venus and Libra in social situations because of the way they put themselves together, they naturally um, find a lot of eyes watching them and finding them attractive. Yeah, they're kind of like the, you know, prince or princesses of the Zodiac. Even yes. uh, I just remember that I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the princess Grace Kelly, which was a big uh, movie star back in the 50s, she had Venus and Libra. And she really uh, came into herself almost like a, you know, like a swan um, as she got older. 
And so these kind of people are often attract refined situations because of that fine taste that you mentioned that they have. You know, oftentimes they would rather marry someone or be with someone who also has those like sophisticated social skills for mm-hmm. sure. And so moving into the shadow side of Venus and Libra, like I feel a lot of the times, like I have myself noted in Libra, so I think I understand that energy very well. <laughs> but um, and I think another show we will definitely discuss the nodes. It's it's very important. But um, uh, yeah, Venus uh, in Libra, shadow side. I feel compromising too much. People pleasing too much to the point where they sacrifice their own health and well-being and sometimes uh, doing pleasing for people that don't appreciate them. So they're like and, and at times if they're not practicing discernment and really checking themselves and checking, you know, their circle, their tribe to make sure that these people are also reciprocating the same energy they're giving being just as compromising. They end up in abusive situations or just situations with people that are like energy vampires. Mm-hmm. You know, people who don't really have their best interest at heart. Maybe people who are shallow and like the, to have them around because they look beautiful or they're really great socializing. But mm-hmm. really don't care to actually, you know, give them what they need. You know, I think a lot of the times mm-hmm. I think we'll talk about this in other shows as well. But I feel like Venus and Libra people tend to um, manifest or magnetize more narcissistic types. Because they're so giving. And I think actually Venus in Cancer may also experience stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then we gotta we gotta move quick here. We we have like six, <laughs> seven minutes, we gotta we gotta get into the next sign. So let's move into Venus in Scorpio. Uh yeah, I'll just quickly mention Venus and Libra. Quick shadow side is that sometimes they actually can be quite manipulative and like tell the other person exactly what they need to hear. Right. But as you mentioned, they need to kind of uh, be loved for exactly who they are, you know, and uh, drop some of that superficial, you know, type of manipulation. Absolutely. Good point. Actually, like now that you mention it, I've mm-hmm. known a lot of people with that with with planets in Libra. And because they're so great at socializing with different characters, they know exactly mm-hmm. what to say to get people to do things for them. Yeah. And yep. I feel that, you know, through law of karma in this universe, if you're mm-hmm. always doing things to get pe- things out of people, you know, the universe is going to send you some pretty tough lessons. Yeah, you know, You're going to sure. get taken advantage of. You're going to know what it's like to get your ass burned. <laughs> and then hopefully by then you learn not to be so manipulative. Yeah. And like to really get a chance for people to know their dark side, you know, because Libra can decorate and like pre- present a pretty smile. But, you know, there's a there's always um, clear communication that has to happen. So, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. So Venus and Scorpio. Yes, the stinger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's quite a strong Venus placement, you know, in terms of power and in terms of charm. And uh, this is not a playful Venus. It, it's a Venus that wants, you know, to really possess someone, you know, much like a vampire would possess their victim. <laughs> yes, they need like a deep and intense and very like platonic, you know, passionate relationship. So they need to feel like their souls are merging with the other partner, right? They don't just want your money or your status or the way you look. Venus and Scorpio wants your soul, you know? And they they remind you of like someone like Romeo and Juliet because, you know, sometimes it, their relationships end in quite dark and tragic ways. You know, there's usually some kind of power struggle involved, you know, someone that has more power or... Uh, maybe equal power, but there's always like that scorpionic, you know, dark sort of drama happening. But, you know, they just, they kind of like that, you know, that's just, it goes with the territory. 
And uh, the bonds they form with people are very emotional. And yes, they are quite possessive of their partner. They're the types that will check your cell phone for sure. And <laughs> I, know, I, like, I'm, I have Venus in this sign. So I must say that a lot of what you're saying <laughs> is definitely legit. But I, I think like after doing a lot of introspective work on myself, like, yeah, mm-hmm. there, being a Scorpio on top of that. You know, it can, it, it's very intense. You know, there can be feelings of possession or possessiveness and jealousy and vindictiveness uh, in the shadow side. But as you raise in, in awareness and vibration and you are in more centered in, in, in love, you realize that, like, you know, if you're giving a lot to a partner, you're sharing them with this love, you're pleasing them in all ways, especially sexually, because Lord knows, God knows, everybody knows Scorpio <laughs> is the sex kitten of the Zodiac. Yes. Yeah. We got it going on. <laughs> and, and yeah, we like we have to learn that, like, you know, we have to love ourselves first. We have to give what the loyalty and, and the passion that we're giving to our partners. We have to give that to ourselves and realize that, you know, there's boundaries, just like with any of love sign. Actually, that, you know, we have to exercise healthy boundaries. And it's 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 realizing, like, you know, you cannot ever own anyone and i think venus and taurus my opposite sign also has this 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 uh, shadow aspect going on um yeah we have to realize that people are people love them for who they are you know they're on your journey you're on theirs if they want to be with you and and they show you commitment they show you loyalty then great if not you have choices you know you can and yes the, it's you, almost you like learn mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's very true and it's about learning I don't know. Maybe they can even look at uh, Venus and hmm, Aries or maybe some other powerful sign, you know, just maybe Venus and Taurus, like you said, the opposite sign to learn that, hey, take it or leave it. You know, there's no need to play power games or lock mm-hmm. someone in the basement. Right. Just, for, just <laughs> right. Just to feel secure. And the reason is it's still a water sign, you know, it's still a Venus in a water sign. And all the water signs are interested in like not being abandoned or not being betrayed, you know. So a lot of it is about emotional grounding. And as soon as they are emotionally grounded or maybe they can even use some of that passion into like, you know, work projects and things like that, you know, get some of that energy yeah, out. Yeah, they got to channel that creative juice into mm-hmm. something like, you know, creative, you know, make some art, go make some music, mm-hmm. you know, make some food, do something with that energy. Because Lord knows if you're not <laughs> balancing that out, oh my God. <laughs> yes. It's not going to be very pretty. And um, I think they uh, they need to accept the fact that in a way, because it's in Scorpio and Scorpio is always going to have like a lot of you know, transformations in their life, um, they need to accept that almost like I noticed that in their lifetime, each relationship is like an improvement upon the previous one, you know, and eventually they find that person that is like their ultimate, you know, soulmate. And a lot of them, when they find that person, that's when they feel, you know, okay, finally I can let go of control. I can just be myself, Mm -hmm. you know? So So we we have like, we have like five minutes left. Okay. Let's see if we can get through the rest of these signs. Let's try to um, hurry. <laughs> so uh, Venus and Sagittarius, we did talk about this early on. We talked about Gemini and yep. that they like to have their space. They like to go on adventures. They like to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else can we add to that conversation of Venus and Sagittarius? 
Well, let's like look at why they want to travel so much, right? Around the world. They, they want a partner they can like feel like they're growing with, you know, somebody who can really expand like their view of the world. That's part of the reason they want to travel. You know, it's not just about getting there. It's about expanding their own philosophies about life. Cause a big part of Sagittarius is always trying to philosophize and look at the big picture. And that's uh, part of the reason they don't like to be controlled or inhibited by their partner because they'd rather have like a best friend, you know, like a person they they trust and who trusts them and gives them that space, you know. And I think if someone's, if the partner is smart, they would find a way to like tag along, you know, go and join that Sagittarius in their adventures, you know. There's no need to separate from one another, right? You can kind of find creative ways to take these adventures together because Venus and Sag doesn't just want passion and romance. They they kind of want like a friend, you know, to be able to do all those things with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going on all those adventures. Yeah, I think they want to share these dreams. Like it would be pretty lonely just to travel. You know, what's the point of being with a partner if you're just going to go on trips by yourself, right? Yeah, so and who, who wants to travel mm-hmm. alone? Like, I mean, yeah. like traveling alone, I think, is a, like a rite of passage for people. It is good mm-hmm. to cultivate that confidence and that strength in oneself. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's more fun if you have a partner. <laughs> yeah, and they're very attracted to people that are different, like someone from a different background or a culture. Yes. Because, again, they bring it back to themselves. Like, they have a better understanding of themselves in the process. Uh, so yeah, but they're not very sentimental or emotional. They're just, they're more on the fire side where they need to keep things exciting, adventurous. Uh, so the shadow part might be that the partner considers them a bit too like casual or a little bit too reckless, right? Or they like very aloof. Yeah. Or, or just like a gypsy, you know, (laughs) they might be blamed for being unstable. You know, they don't have that stability of like Taurus or, Capricorn, they're more like free spirits, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and they're, uh, mm-hmm. sorry. I was yeah, so, say that, yeah, you continue that thought quickly. <laughs> I'm, I'll be quick. Uh, I just wanted to say that they all also compare to like, sometimes they compare the partner they have now and they look for like, oh, what else is out there, you know, in the world? Like maybe there's a better partner for me, you know? Yeah, and so that could be dangerous. Yeah, it's a bit like risky. So they need to be provided with much like Venus and Gemini with constant excitement, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Venus in the sign of Capricorn. Yes, uh, the much more serious and, you know, mature type of Venus. It's an earth sign and it's one of the more mature earth signs. So they uh, want like, well, first of all, they're very cautious and reserved when they go in into a partnership. First, they have to determine, okay, does this partner have everything in their life put together? You know, do they have, you know, their career is good, like they have some kind of foundation because Capricorn is also interested in status and sometimes they can get a little bit materialistic, you know, just to make sure that they have that also money security, much like cancer, you know, they're all about security. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to make sure they can build something solid and, and long lasting and fruitful. Yes. And also in terms of how they uh, express affection, they might not be as outwardly demonstrative. I noticed that many Venus and Capricorns take years to get to know and kind of years to really open up, you know, to people because they hide behind a very like aloof sort of judgmental type of sarcastic, you know, kind of. Yeah, very cynical. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, they're quite cynical. Like, in a way, maybe they're like, you know, they're reflecting cancer's older energy. So if cancer is uh, much more, you know, expressive and emotional about their disappointments, Venus and Capricorn will like judge you secretly, you know, they'll just kind of keep adding up facts about you, you know, mm-hmm. on their so, list. Um, yeah, so it, like those are a few uh, shadow sides. And, and mm-hmm. again, it, it's it's like if you're going to be uh, in a relationship, you have to understand that, you know, sometimes that security you're wanting, it, it takes time to build. I think sometimes they know that, but, you know, you can't choose a partner expecting them to have all that security built. Mm-hmm. you know right away yeah, yeah you know yeah. like that security sometimes for individuals it, it takes time so mm-hmm. they have to kind of discern whether or not that partner is someone who values that values building that security for themselves mm-hmm. or they don't yes and, and so uh, if their value systems aren't aligned then it's obviously a mismatch yeah and often like capricorns will uh much like a goat right they'll keep building uh their career on in one place so for them you know, it's all very linear. So they kind of, let's say, uh, stay in the same company and grow into higher positions, you know, uh, in the same company. So they, yeah, they need to learn that not everybody's like that. There are some people who are like entrepreneurs or, you know, adventurous souls like Venus and Sagittarius who don't even care about structure, right? So. All yeah. right, so we got like one minute left. We have two signs. <laughs> oh my! Okay. So in like a few seconds, can we get through Venus and Aquarius and Venus and Pisces? We'll just focus yeah. on the positives and not. Uh, the- yeah, quickly. Venus Aquarius. So their affections are much more unusual and a little bit detached. You know, they like to socialize, bring big groups of people together, and they love friends. It's very, very important. Intellectual people. Yeah, that their partner will be friends with their um friends right it's very important to be part of like a huge social network and yes they're very intellectual they like the future you know they like innovation someone who can keep up in that intellectual arena mm-hmm, and they go against sure. status quo oh, um, yeah. and like so going to venus and pisces i feel like these are lovers <laughs> universal lovers they love all people they love to help people save people they like to like heal people and change the world like, these are very yes. people very idealistic, super romantic in that sort of music, candles, you know, oceans, that kind of romance, very typical romance. Uh, and they're very much like saviors and humanitarians, you know, like a lot of them are in the medical profession, quite sensitive, you know, and musically inclined. So they need that ideal, like rosy colored, you know, love where they can feel like they met their spiritual soulmate. For sure. Yes. And I, again, Venus and Pisces, I love that energy. It's another one of my sister signs. So that brings us to the conclusion of this show. I hope that some of you found value in learning more about where Venus is in your chart and how that energy is expressed um, and how you can also show more value, appreciation, and love for your partner. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Beyond the Veil with Kale of Truth. We were just talking to my guest, uh, Dasha. This is airlightradio.com. I hope to see you again or hear you again, experience you again, be together with you again next week, Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern.